同心默祷。Let's bow hand pray in silence. 阿门。奉主耶稣圣名，我们继续第二节的讲道。In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we continue the second session of sermon. 啊，看圣经以赛亚书四十八章。Let's turn to Isaiah chapter forty-eight. 以赛亚书四十八章。Isaiah chapter forty-eight, verse twenty. Verse twenty. Go forth from Babylon, flee from the Chaldean, with the voice of singing, declare and proclaim this: Utter it to the end of the earth, saying, The Lord has redeemed His servants Jacob. Ah, this is the prophet making a warning. And this is a warning that the prophet said to the Israelites. 啊，因为前面有提到啊，他们在一百八十年以后会被掳到外邦啊，巴巴比伦。So previously has said that in the hundred eighty years the Israelite would be captured to Babylon. 然后大概是两百三十年左右呢啊，从那个时候到两百三十年左右，他们才会从巴比伦离开。And only from then to um in about two hundred thirty years that they would depart the land. 哎，那个时候已经是亚述来统啊灭掉了巴比伦了。At that time, Assyrians was already destroyed by Babylon. 那先知说你要从巴比伦逃出来。But yet the the prophet say go forth from Babylon. 这是指着两百三十年后的事情。And this is only happened in um after two hundred thirty years. 那因为啊从历史的应验来看呢，神要带领他们回到自己的故乡。So in the history, God wanted to bring the Israelite back to their homeland. 哦，一方面因为亚述啊被啊。被这个巴比亚述啊，被巴比伦灭掉以后呢，啊，这个有很多人被掳到外邦。And after the Assyrians were being captured, um, defeated by the Babylon, a lot of people were being captured. 波斯在灭掉巴比伦。So and then later on, the Persians um destroyed Babylonians. 那个时候战祸连连啊，他们要逃避啊这个祸端。And at that time, there were a lot of battles, and they have to run away from each other. 那当神呃叫这个呃，即这个先知叫他们<咳>脱离开这个巴比伦以后，就是要回到自己的故乡去。So the prophet told them, "You have to um go forth from Babylon, and you have to go back to your homeland." 那就是要向这个世界来负起一个啊传福音的这个责任。And that's the time when they have to bear this responsibility to preach the gospel. 那这是讲的比较远的时候了。And of course, this talks about something that happens much later. 要从巴比伦出来。So when you go forth from Babylon. 这是先知对他们的提醒。And this is a reminder from the prophets. 那我们来看一下，到这个到底对他们当时候有什么特别的意义呢 ？So let's read about what is this, what is significance of this. 翻过来看以赛亚书五十二章。Let's turn to Isaiah chapter fifty-two. 啊，再一次的提到这件事情。And once again, it mentioned the same thing. Isaiah chapter fifty-two, verse eleven. Ah, please read. Eleven departs, departs. Go out from there. Touch For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. Ah, 最后当他们离开呃这个波斯要回到自己的地方 
So when they departed from Persians and they were about to go back to the homeland. And the goal is to go back to the holy temple and to rebuild the temple. And the prophet told them the first thing is don't touch any unclean things. And while they were living in uh, with the Babylonians and Assyria and the um, Persians, surely they have touched unclean things. But now they have to depart from these fields. And they have to be like the prophets to bear all the vessels of the Lord to and return. The homeland. So, which means all these prophets and priests have to be clean. And in verse 12, it says, When they depart, they should not be going out in haste. And this is a, a contrast between the night when they left Egypt, where they were living in haste. But now, this time when they are leaving Babylonians, they were not. They don't have to leave in haste. Because this time, the king of Persia, he encouraged them to return home. So he very strategically so this time they have plenty of time they can um, slowly pack and get things ready for this departure. And the goal is to return to the homeland and to rebuild the temple. And God will be in front of them and guide them. In the wilderness there will be a lot of thieves but yet God will protect them. And God will also be their rear guard. And this um, contrast is like a, like a priestly duty. So this is like a battle fought by the priest, not by human. Because they were carrying a lot of vessels from the holy temple. So God will be in at ahead um, guiding them and also at the back um, guiding them too. Just like in the days of when they depart Egypt, they have the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire guiding them. But when the prophet Isaiah mentioned this is something will happen only 230 years later. But that time, God already used the prophet to clearly state everything. That the duty is to go back to the holy city and rebuilding the temple. And these are all come from God and surely God will guide them. Just like that, the only thing is they have to focus on a few things. When they depart from Babylon, or I should say when they left, um, when they leave Persian. 
so from Assyrians and to the Babylons and also to Persia, we can categorize them all as a worldly nations. So this is telling us that today we are living in a holy priesthood. And just like what Deacon Matthew told us this morning, we are the living vessels and the rock, and we have to offer ourselves to God. So when we have to leave from Babylon, so since we are the holy priesthood, we have to um, sanctify ourselves from the worldly filth. So when we serve um, serve in God, we cannot use the attitude from the world. We know that when Moses was shepherding in the median wilderness, God called him. And one day he was um, shepherding, he saw there's a burning bush, and no matter how long it burned, but it did not go away. So Moses was curious, and he went forward and took a look. And then God called him, Moses, Moses. So when when God repeatedly called Moses' name, it was... He wanted to get his attention. And God said, You have to remove your sandals. Because the land you're standing is holy. Even though he was still standing in the median wilderness. So, why is just one step will define a filthy place or unfilthy place? It's just simply because he came before God. And he established a relationship with God. And that's when God chose him. And he called Moses to do his work. And that's something happened before they le- he left Egypt. And that's when God called upon him. It means that when you leave Egypt, you cannot bring all the um, unholy things from Egypt with you. Even though Moses learned abundant knowledge from Egypt, and that time he walked all over the wilderness in Midian. But God said, anything is unholy, you cannot bring with you. And when after they walk in the wilderness before right before they enter the land of Canaan. And the second generation, the leader of Joshua, he took over his task. And that's when they enter the land of Canaan. 
but in 30 to 40 years, they walked all over the wilderness. They surely have picked up some of the unholy things. They were also influenced by the culture of the Gentiles. So right before they enter the land of Canaan, they have to remove all the unholy things. So through these two um, leaders from different generations, it gives us the same type of revelation. Just like here, the priests, they have to depart from Babylon. Not only you physically leave this country, but also your um, concept of um, the world or the concept of your faith have also have to be departed from this place. So that's why we have to cut ourselves from the Babylon. Moses had to cut himself from Egypt. Whatever happened in Egypt stayed in Egypt. And Moses, Joshua and Moses have to leave everything that is in the desert in the desert. That's how they how they can rebuild a new nation. And it's a new nation and new kingdom that belongs to God. So when the Israelites left Babylon and they returned home to build a temple. And during that time, which is um, guided by the prophet Haggai and also Zechariah. And they already built, rebuilt the foundation of the temple, but yet they were encountering obstacles and they had to stop for 15 years. So how does this work revived? And it was through the encouragement of the prophet Haggai. And the prophet Zechariah, Zechariah also saw a vision and then he guided them through this. That in your servitude, you have to be holy. And when she left Babylon, you have to cut yourself from Babylon. You cannot, um, you have to say goodbye to them and you cannot think of it. And at that time, something happened. And that he asked two questions. In Haggai chapter 2. This talks about they have already started construction for three months. Verse 10. So we'll read um, and explain as we go. So after three months, um, the word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet. And God said, you have to ask the priest. Asked, what did he ask about the law? The law is supposed to be um, handled by the priest. So that's why the priests are to explain and teach the law. So the priests are the authority of the law. And they are the teachers of the law. 
So through these um, questions and answers, they have to bring forth their teachings. 那甚至就问祭司说了，如果有人用一斤都剩肉。So in verse two, verse twelve, if one carries holy meat in the fold. 啊，这个剩肉就是献祭以后的那个肉。The meat refers to the sacrifice that they made. 那谁可以去献祭，然后又把这个肉包出来？当然，大概就是祭司了。So who is supposed to make the offerings and then after the offerings bring the meat back to them? So this person is supposed to be the priest. So whose duty is this? It's the priest. The priest will use the fold of his garment and bring the meat back. Then he will so after he took out the meat using his fold of his garment, then he would go and take out other offerings like apples or pears. 那这个苹果跟李子会不会变变成是神圣的圣洁的 ？So the question is, would this pear or apple become holy? 啊，因为这个衣襟包括圣肉。Because this fold of his garment has already touched the the meat. 那这已经成圣的这个圣肉，它有一个神圣性。那个神圣性会不会传递给这个衣襟，然后衣襟传递给那个苹果 ？So the question is, the meat they offer is is become holy after offered, and then he touched the fold of the garment, and now the garment had touched the apple. So would this apple and pear become holy as well? 啊，所以祭司就说。In verse twelve, 不算为圣。He says, "No, it's not holy." Oh, this is very professional. He doesn't need to Google; he immediately answers. He says right away, "No." Then I ask another question. And then another question. If someone touches a corpse, what happens? So the question is that if someone is unclean and because of a dead body and touches any of this, will it be unclean? So if someone touches a corpse, what happens? 这个锁在另外摸其他的东西，啊，那个东西被摸过的东西会被变成污秽。So let's say your hand already touched the dead body and becomes, will it become unclean? And then you use the same hand to touch something else, will it make that item unclean? 祭司说必算污秽。But the priest said, yes, it shall be unclean. 那他问这个问题要做什么 ？So what is the purpose of these questions? 神在解释。And then God answer. 十四节。Verse fourteen. 啊，神就告诉哈该，哈该就告诉百姓了。So then, when God told Haggai and Haggai told the Israelites, he has three things. And there are three things. Ah, this nation, 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 and they are the same. 人要比照刚刚问的那两个原则，比照来办理。治国治民这些人啊，要根据刚刚问的那两个法则来办理。So these people and these nation have to be、uh, done according to the、uh, questions that you just ask. 哎，就是说，这个百姓哦，现在在重建圣殿的这些人呢，他们在侍奉上面呢，啊，神圣没有传递性，污秽有传染性，要留意到这两个原则。So those people they have to understand that, uh, when it's 
clean doesn't touch other things doesn't become clean, but anything that's unclean being touched will become unclean. And that refers to the work while they were rebuilding the temple. And also refer to those things they offer, the sacrifices. And they have to comply to these two principles that they the question that they ask the priest. So when you pursue goodness and pursue righteousness, everything you do have to be good and righteous and cannot be one single thing that is unclean. So if you have something that's good, everything you do has to be good. So it has to be individually clean. You cannot just have one person clean and pass it to another person. That doesn't work like that. So explain. And these Israelites, they were doing holy work, they were rebuilding a temple. And when they left Babylon, they cannot bring any unclean things. So for holy worker to do holy work, they physically and also they mentally, you have to be completely depart from the world. Just like if a father is already um, baptized, does it mean the son doesn't have to be baptized? No, the son still has to be baptized. So the grandfather wants to be cleansed, then he has to baptize, and the same as the father and the son, they have to, each of them have to be baptized individually. And I think we should ponder upon. For those who left Babylon, they were clean. So because they were clean, the work they have done were also clean. Does it mean so? No, that is not true. And the, the right concept is that this person will first have to be clean. Then you can allow to do the things that is clean. And your work has to be clean. And when you make offerings, the offerings have to be clean. So the person has to be clean. And the work has to be clean. And the offerings you make is also have to be clean. Doesn't mean if you have a, a clean person. And whatever you do will be clean. That's not true. For example, as a preacher, I'm a preacher. So which one is correct? Is everything I do become clean or I have to do something that is clean? First or latter? It's latter. So a person's holiness will not pass on to its work. 
但是这个人如果误会的话，他的误会会传递给那个工作。那是，if um, get That's not true because each of them have to be kept clean so they won't pass the virus around. 如果妈妈患者呢, but if a mom is sick, then it will be she will be easily passed on to the, her child. 啊, 不是说父亲都洁净, Doesn't mean if a father is clean, everyone else in the household will be clean. 这个问题就是要告诉, and this is a question that they have they want to encourage those who are building the temple. 啊, 一定要从巴比伦出来, they have to depart from Babylon. If they don't cut themselves off Babylon, then they will bring forth all the filth from Babylon. So when they talk about leave Babylon is they is to use a higher standard for themselves. So whatever belongs to the world, you have to leave them in the world. When you enter to the, the God's kingdom, it's a new place. Let's turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. 2. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that's good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 这段话是保罗在勉励当时候的信徒应该要把自己身体献上。so here Paul encouraged the believers at that time to offer sacrifices as a whole the body sacrifice. And also do not conform to this world. But um, also eager to transform by the renewing of the mind. And this is a very unique mindset. Paul knew very well the um, the commandments. So while he was writing this, he was also thinking about the laws in the Old Testament. But he uses the Old Testament and transformed it into the servitude they have in the New Testament time. Because when we make sacrifices, we we sacrifice the entire piece of meat and we don't have anything to bring back. And this is a precious, um, very honorable sacrifices in the religion. It's to offer and sacrifice your entire mindset. And you take nothing back and you ask for nothing. And if you look at other religions, 
when they make a donation, they want to leave the name to the society so that the people will know about them. And when they do charities, they will make the name known about that. So these kind of charities, they have they leave the name behind. But Lord Jesus told us that when we do good, we we are doing in the secret. So in the Old Testament, you sacrifice the meat of the lamb or any other animals, but for in the New Testament, we sacrifice ourselves completely. Oh, and it's not a form of substitution. And it's something you can do direct in person. And this is something that's very precious. We all can come before God. And God is pleased with accept all our offerings. But you have to live you have to make a living sacrifice. It's something that's moving, that's alive. So means there's some some kind of behaviors that come with it. It's not something like the the piece of meat that just lies there without any life. And the thirdly, it has to be holy. Of course, God is pleased with something that is holy. And the sacrifices in the Old Testament, the goal is to remove one's sin.可是新约的时代呢，我们已经没有罪了。主耶稣除掉我们的罪了，所以我们本身就是一个圣洁的，直接奉献给神，神会接受的。In the New Testament, because Lord Jesus has already died for us, so. So we carry no sins, and we ca- so which means we have to offer ourselves, which is clean to God. Unlike the Old Testament, whenever they sin, they have to make an offering. So every day they have to make an offering to cover up the sin. But in our time, because our sins are already forgiven, so we are a clean body. Offer as a living sacrifice. So we do not offer ourselves just to um, for, for our sins, but rather we try to glorify God. And also it tells us do not conform to this world. Because this world is controlled by Satan. But not everything, but look at this tool can be used by us. So when we talk about world, it's something that is against God's will. It's the world that is um, corrupted, that is controlled by Satan. It's that part that is against God. But if it's just an item or tool, that, that's something that we can use. Uh, 有, and a lot of brothers and sisters love church a lot. So, especially when they serve um, and when they do holy work, they would like to use the experiences that was successful in the society and bring it to church. Uh, 
复制，然后把它贴上。So they use the the method that is successful from the world and apply it to church. 因为这是我们最熟悉的动作，我们每天都在复制，每天都在都在贴上。Because that's something we are very familiar with. We do it every day, and we want to apply the same way. Oh, we are every day spreading the elderly picture. Ah, this high cholesterol should eat what? How to exercise? 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 Um, think deeply or do not distinguish. But there are a few things we should uh, pay attention to. The essence of church is not the same as the essence of the society. We are being held together is through the love of God. But in the society, they bound together because of the benefits. Maybe they have a goal to make more money. That's why they come together. But there are times there will be conflicts. But in the church, there should not be any conflicts. Because we're here to serve God. Because in the society, you, you work and you try to get more for yourself. In the world, it's temporary. Someday you will have conflict and depart. But here we are bodies spiritually together, and we are bonded together to with the same goal to enter heaven. In the world, the CEO is the head of, the, of everything, but at church, Jesus Christ is the head. In church, we talk about love and gospel and how we can preach the gospel to, to bring people to church. So we have to distinguish the basics and we understand what we can use and what cannot be applied. And in a society, you want to stand out, and, and, but in a church, you want to be humble. In the society, you use strategic strategies to, to, do, to gain, but in a, a church, you try to be um, humble. So there are many things that are different between the society and church. When you do holy work, that's something you have to understand and distinguish. And that's how church can have the truth and love in here. So what should we do? If we do, do not confirm to the world, that means that we are being pessimistic. But here it tells us something we can do. We have to uh, non-stop transform and renew our, our mind. And non-stop changing. And to renew your mind. When you make a change, it could be changing towards a right direction, or in the same time, it could be going to the wrong direction. But if we 
But when you renew our mind and spirit, you will be relying on the Holy Spirit, and eventually you will going to you'll be going to the right way. Then you will be able to um, counteract with the change of the world. So, so dear brothers and sisters, so when the holy work encounter an obstacles, it's a time for us to change. So every one of us have to renew our mind and change. Then we will not be affected by the world. So we'll stand firm and stay um, stay firm so that we can face the changes. Outside. So when the church work proceeds, we have to each of us have to also change our mind. And through our um, spiritual uplifting, we can also bring up the church work. If our spirituality um, got better, then our church work will also get better. So if everyone can renew our mind, then the church work will also get better. So that's why we have to put a lot of work and effort into Bible reading and prayers. And when we read the Bible, we have to meditate. And use the Bible as a mirror to check for any um, errors that we made. And use the only if you use the standard of the Bible, then you realize what you fall short of. But if you compare yourself to others, you always feel that you're better. And when we do holy work, we have to have a mindset to self-reflect. Self-reflect. And our choir members, they are very harmonious when they sing them. Um, a cappella, you can see that they can, the, all the tones match up. That means that you have to listen to other's voice and use my voice to match with theirs. And he or she will also match with mine. That's how it becomes harmonious. So that's why a choir has to be harmonious. They have to continuously um, change themselves when they're too high or too low and go to match with others. That's how they can become harmonious so that they can grow together. Let's think about this. Let's uh, examine ourselves. Let's sing hymn 442.